Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Shell Sports Podcast. This is sort of a unique thing. I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, it's more of a follow-up. I mean, uh, you've seen Liv here before. We've spoken before at the uh, Black Media Matters studio at Converge. Uh, this is more of a 2021 season follow-up. Uh, this is episode 121 of the show itself. Uh, but it's not an interview series because we've already talked to Liv uh, about her career as a whole. So we're here to kind of look at how things went this past season and perhaps sort of a look towards next year. Um, as you don't, if you don't, I don't know if it's like an official thing, uh, but if you don't know, uh, Olivia will be back next season uh, at UW. If that's news to you, there you go. If you already knew that, perfect. Um, I know that was something that I kind of, I think after we record the interview, I was like, hey, so are you coming back next year? What's the deal? Yeah. Um, so that's interesting to note, especially because, you know, I had a teammate get drafted to the NWSL this year. Um, and someone I thought was going to go into the draft didn't. So, you know, some interesting things going on there, but uh, started every game this past season. Uh, so kudos to you for sticking it out. I know seasons are always sort of, you know, a grind to get through as a whole. Um, and de- well, especially, you know, and still dealing with the pandemic uh, as well as setting a career high in saves on the year. Um, I know it wasn't the easiest year, but how do you, you know, just, just as a surmise, how do you look at last year and how things went? Yeah, definitely. And thanks for having me on. Um, always a fun, always fun time, but, um, you know, last year season didn't go as we had anticipated or wanted. Obviously we started off kind of rough and we just really couldn't get our feet under us for a while. Um, and by the time we did, we, you know, we got some really good results back and we played some really, really good games and fought off some really tough teams and stayed with them. But, um, you know, by the time we sort of got our footing, it was, we were playing catch up. And um, as far as making the tournament goes, it just, we were not in a good position. And then we had to, we had, we had some, some bumps in the road that didn't help us out. But, um, you know, I think that it was a huge growing year for the program and for those of us, especially that are coming back on a number of levels, because, um, one of my co-captains actually said this at one point in a meeting we were having and she was like, you know, in the spring, we dealt with a lot of different kinds of adversity, but we didn't ever really deal with losing, um, which is a great problem to have. But, um, I think that there was an element of thinking, you know, like we did really well in the spring and we have a lot of people returning. So it's kind of just going to be the same old song and dance, same story again. Um, And I think that having it not really go our way lit a fire under a lot of us that are returning. And there are a lot of returners once again um, to sort of, you know, turn things around and make a better, make a better season for those of us that are choosing to come back. You know, some of us, myself included, are getting up there in eligibility and age and, you know, like college soccer is a grind. Um, so it's not, it's not just always a given for most people that, you know, you're just going to come back and take a fifth or sixth year or whatever it might be. Um, but I think that the way that this past season went and seeing all of the potential that we had to really go the distance, but not being able to deliver on it just really sets us up to get after it this off season and do a lot of things that the program's never seen and never done uh, coming up this fall. So, I mean, 
I learned a lot about myself. I think we all learned a lot about ourselves as a team. Um, and it's going to make us as a whole unit so much stronger and so much better coming into 2022. You know, you talk about, you know, the beginning. I remember, you know, you said it was what Duke and North Carolina to start the year off and, and, and no easy stretch to begin the year. Uh, you know, you guys played several ranked opponents throughout the year. And I think we talked about it when we spoke, you know, playing in the Pac-12, there's a lot of talent, you know, obviously a look at the last game of the year, WSU, they've had a good program for as far as I can remember. Um, but, you know, playing the ranked teams, uh, notably tying Arizona State and USC, those, you know, great games, obviously, I'm sure for the U, probably long, just because you go through the overtime period as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, WSU, USC, UCLA, Stanford, ASU, Duke, North Carolina. I mean, like you said, uh, at some point in the season, kind of figured out, but you're, you're playing catch up. Uh, playing those ranked teams and really just looking at how it wasn't an easy thing to go through, right? Uh, I mean, does that tell you something about the women on this team and the group as a whole, and maybe more so about the ones that are coming back, you know, what they'll be able to um, contribute now that they've, you know, uh, you know, go to the tournament, what, a few years ago? And it feels weird to say a few years ago, because technically not really, right? Um, a few seasons ago, right? And then to deal with that, I mean, does that, you know, obviously you got to be a little bit resilient to look at that, look at the nice run you had, look at last year and then say, okay, you know, like you said, got a fire under us now, got to figure out what, I mean, what does it just tell you about some of your teammates um, to really stick through it? Cause I mean, in the games that I saw, at least there was, it's not like they were not competitive, right? They're competitive right. games. So what does it tell you about your teammates and uh, you know, the women that you've got in front of you as the goalkeeper there? I mean, the resilience is off the charts. Like, especially starting the season the way that we did. Um, and like you're saying, we had a tough road stretch to just right out the gate and, um, you know, didn't get results that we wanted. It would have been really easy for people to just throw in the towel and just be, you know, waiting it out and waiting for season to be over and kind of just to start, start fresh and start from scratch. And people didn't do that. Um, like, as you can see, you know, we played, especially later on in the season, we played some, some intensely competitive and talented teams and every single game, everybody came out to fight and everybody came out to play. And, um, it was just, it was, it was really inspiring because, you know, I'm a, I would consider myself a very, very motivated person, but again, it's, it can be tough sometimes to like, keep the faith. And I think that's why soccer's a team sport, because on a day when you might not have it and when you might be doubting yourself or doubting your capabilities or what the team is capable of, like the next person on the team is right there to pick you up. And that's absolutely what happened every single day of this past season. And it definitely, like I said before, the adversity only really just made us stronger as a unit and pulled us closer together. Cause I know, you know, as an athlete, you hate you hate losing obviously yes. um but it is interesting to know you know the journey of some people it's why i like doing the interviews so much because you see obviously again not fun to put anybody through adversity or have him lose anything um but you know that those groups that'll go through that kind of stuff together tend to get out of it stronger if they stay together and work with each other um so it was interesting to know you know i would be at some of the games there and you know, tough, give up a goal or something, you know, just a tough play. And it's like, 
kind of have to deal with it. Um, but then, like, I think it was the ASU game, give up a goal, then come right back and equalize and, you know, play a tough team and hold them out. Obviously, I'm sure you'd like to pick up the win there, but to through a season like that, to hold on to that, it is interesting to note because, you know, you go to those games and you say, hey, man, they're still in it. They're hanging around. It's just about making that push. And um, yeah. I'm sure that is something that, you know, will be looked at and remembered as we head into next year, um, which sadly is a little far off as we're here in January. But um, talk about that. What are your thoughts on your performance, you know, from this past season? I know you can be your own best critic. Um, and as a goalkeeper, though, I know it's it might be a difficult situation because as somebody who covers our hockey team here, you know, there's a lot of issues just defensively where a lot of it gets pinned on the goaltender. And, you know, I don't know if that's something that you ever catch flack for as, you know, the goaltender, it's something you notice in both soccer and hockey. It's like, Hey, that's the person that's supposed to be making the saves. Do you think about anything about that? You know, or is it more of, Hey, this is my job. I have to do it. I can't really think about the people in front of me or what they're doing. Cause essentially I'm saying, do you kind of get what I'm saying here with, you know, having that maybe responsibility as a goaltender, um, because I know that's something you might have to deal with. And uh, what might your thoughts be on your performance as a whole last year? Yeah, I mean, to your point about, you know, kind of taking some flack about it, definitely. It comes with the territory. It is part of the job, unfortunately. Um, it's part of the reason that a lot of people don't want to do the job. Um you know, I think that I'm a perfectionist and I'm always going to be absurdly critical of myself. And, you know, there were, there were plenty of games where, you know, obviously the ball has to get through 10 other people to even get to me, but I, I felt like, you know, I could have done a little bit more, even if it was a banger of a shot, like I, you know, maybe if I had been a half step over or stretched stretched my arm out an inch more, like maybe dislocated my shoulder and thrown my arm at it, you know, so like just crazy stuff. But, um, you know, I think that again, I learned a lot, a lot about myself, um, as a player and as a person. And I think that my biggest growth from the season is in the mental game and, you know, I saw a lot more action than I did in the spring. Um, I saw in, in the spring, I had to make 31 saves in total in the entire season. And this year I made, uh, 77, I believe. So I was a lot more active and which is fun. Um, you know, from a team standpoint, maybe not what you want, but, um, you know, I think that it just gave me so many more opportunities in hindsight, kind of taking the competitive part of me out of it where I'm pissed off about letting in goals and stuff. Like it gave me so many more opportunities to really look at situations that I was getting put in um, really critically and like watch on film and see, you know, okay, these are, these are some problem areas and these are things that now I can go into off season and really address. Um, but yeah, so as much as, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ever going to be satisfied with the performance that I have in the season um, like as a, in a season as a whole, unless I go, you know, 27 games or however many it takes to get to the national championship without ever giving up a goal, that would be a time at which I think I would be satisfied with myself. Um, but 
I definitely am proud of the way, and I, I'm not one to do this. And this is actually one of my new year's resolutions. I'm trying to note when I am proud of myself and you know that it's okay to be proud of yourself and say that you're proud of yourself for things. So I am very proud of the way that I, um, I grew in resilience because there were definitely times, you know, you brought up the Arizona state game where first half performance, I did not do very well. And the two goals that we allowed in the first half were partially because of actions that I made and made or didn't make actually. And, you know, I got some heat for it definitely in the locker room um, as, as I should have. And my coach really turned to me and said, you know, like now it's time for you to step up and keep your team in this game. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I came up with a couple of really big saves in the second half of that game. And, um, you know, I think that there were times throughout the season, once again, where it was like things weren't going our way and it would have been easy for me to throw in the towel. And I, I managed to keep us in some games. So in that respect, I am, I am definitely proud of, proud of the way that I performed, but, um, you know, I think that, like I said, I've got a lot, a lot of film, a lot of things that I know now, um, that I didn't know going into season about myself, a lot of things to work on. And, um, I feel very well equipped to go into this off season and really make the most of it and come back a more well-rounded and complete, um, goalkeeper and to be prepared to take my team to that next level that we haven't been to yet. Yeah. Uh, there were a few games where, you know, I tell you, I'm coming and come and see after like play like shit. I'm like, dude, you know, <laughs> cause I know obviously you're going to be your own biggest credit. It seems like yes. every athlete is, um, but I'm sure that is tough. And it is important though, that you look, as you mentioned at the mental side of it, because obviously, you know, in all these sports that we watch, pay attention to play, there's obviously the physical side of it, skill, whatever, but mental is, so much of it um whether that's being a veteran knowing how things go you know being able to weather the storm um and again i i know you don't like to hear it i'm sure or go through those losses but i'm sure it'll only just you know add to the journey and add to the experience that you have because i mean if you look at real successful teams i think you see a lot of uh, that uh, obviously no team goes undefeated every single season Right. Um, so it's just about taking what you learned from that and then going forward. And I'm sure you know that, obviously. Um, I think we talked about uh, body armor uh, last time we spoke. Uh, this is just an interesting concept for me. Um, not body armor, but what I'm about to speak with you about. Uh, because, I mean, obviously, since it's become reality, it's been a big deal uh, with the NIL uh changing college sports and this idea of monopolies. Uh, There's an interesting quote that came out that I, I kind of want to talk about. Uh, Alabama head coach Nick Saban said that there should be strict guidelines in place for this as he doesn't want there to be monopolies on college football. And it's just interesting because of whatever monopoly Alabama has on college football. But I mean, do you think there's going to be, I mean, we've already been what, like a year or so into it. Um, I mean, do you think there will be any sort of major changes with things regarding the NIL? I mean, at least from what I've seen, it's not like anybody has the strict monopoly where all these kids are going to one school, 
because of the opportunities like that. I mean, it seems like I, I, you know, I don't know, as an athlete, as somebody who's in that space, I want to hear your thoughts on NAL and if it'll actually, you know, change anything for the worst, because at least from what I've seen, that was just that idea of it making things terrible. It's just kind of been overblown. Yeah. I think that, you know, that whole concept, I mean, when you're talking about Alabama football players, it's a little bit different, I think, because of the level of celebrity that naturally sort of comes with that um, and the level of media attention that they get and the followers on social media and all of that. Um, You know, I think that that becomes a little bit more of an issue for a program like that because of that level of celebrity and then as a result, the level of the amount of money and the kinds of deals that those athletes are being offered. Um, you know, I think that the 98% of other college athletes that are partaking in NIL deals are doing so on a much smaller scale that is really just not going to be massively impactful on recruiting or anything like that. Um, as far as, cause I did also see that quote and I thought it was very interesting. Um, you know, I think honestly, the whole idea behind the NIL thing was to give, um, obviously to give athletes more opportunity to monetize their brand and their like profit off of all the hard work that they're doing essentially on and off the field. And, um, you know, I think that the NIL landscape, as far as, you know, talking about like a program athletes wanting to go to a particular school or play for a particular program because of NIL opportunities that it affords, um, frankly, just puts pressure on the universities. Um, and I don't say that in a bad way necessarily, um, but to create those kinds of opportunities for their athletes, which I think is an important thing that the university should be doing. Um, because it is a difficult landscape to navigate. And like at UW, we're super lucky. We have really great resources and, um, an awesome alumni network that's actually working to create NIL opportunities for us. Um, but I know that not every school has that. And I think that, you know, sort of what he's talking about, sort of what Nick Saban is bringing up as far as the monopoly and whatever else, like it's going to it's going to put pressure on as far as the 98% goes again. Um, I don't want to speak to the UConn basketball or Duke basketball or Alabama footballs of the world, but um, as far as the rest of it, I think it does, it puts a healthy pressure um, and it's a healthy impetus for athletic departments to foster opportunities for student athletes to find NIL deals. So that's kind of where I stand on it. Yeah. And obviously, you know, everybody on Twitter, whatever can make their thoughts about it, but as somebody who's actually, you know, in that space, why I want to say, Hey, what are your thoughts on it? How do you view it? You know, because yeah, I mean, like you said, you brought up three key examples, Duke basketball, UConn basketball, and about football. Those have got their own things like that level of celebrity just comes when you become a part of that program. Um, 
so it is interesting to note that uh but at, at least again as far as i've seen it hasn't really been this huge deal it's just right. like yeah i've seen deals here and there it's like okay that's kind of cool they're doing that they're with that company uh and i'm sure it helps out you know so it does. interesting <laughs> to see that uh point of view from it um to get back to the UW side of it more, um, I know that when we spoke first, uh, talked about your head coach, uh, Coach Van Dyke. So after another season under Coach Van Dyke, uh, do you have any new thoughts on her or how your relationship with your coach might have grown since then? I mean, I think we've definitely just continued to grow closer, um, you know, stepping into a team captain role um, this past season. I definitely became along with my other captains, like we are the intermediaries between the, the rest of the team and the coaches. Um, and, you know, she is an amazing leader and everything that I said about her in my, in my past interview still, still holds true. And, you know, yeah, I would still consider us very close and she, you know, obviously she's ultra competitive, as well, which is one of the reasons that she and I get along very well. Um, and so obviously none of us were happy, including her with this, the way that season went, but she once again has never stopped believing in the team, um, investing in us, uh, putting us first. And she's really, I think that all of that is really evidenced by the work that she's done in recruiting in the past, over the past, probably while but like especially over the past six months um you know we've got a lot of new players that have already arrived we've got a few transfers that came in and started training with us this winter we've got some uh, a massive freshman class coming in and a few more transfers in the fall and you know I think that it just really shows that she believes she's putting a lot of faith in the group that's coming back this year um because you know as as it goes when there's a a shitty season for lack of a better word um or a season that doesn't go the way that you want it to go and things aren't all sunshine and rainbows there's going to be turnover there's going to be people that aren't aren't happy on the team that you know even that just decide you know soccer's not for them anymore because it gets tough and you know I don't I don't blame them (laughs) like if you don't really love soccer like a season, the season that doesn't go your way of college soccer is not going to be a fun time. And um, so naturally there's going to be a lot of turnover and she, the recruiting that she's done has really shown that she has a lot of faith in and respect for the group that is returning because those of us that are still here, are and that are coming back again all of us grandmas that are still somehow eligible to compete in college sports that are choosing to come back um or people that are coming back from you know their third acl or massive other surgeries and injuries like we're all here or even just people that stuck it out stuck it out all through last year we're all here because we love this program and we want to be here and we want to take this program to the next level and she is bought into it and really has faith in us to be able to accomplish all the things that we want to accomplish. And she's using recruiting to give us the tools to make that happen. And I think that that's something that is, it really speaks volumes um, 
about how much she cares about the team, but also how much she cares about us individually as players. Yeah. And you, you talk about that recruiting class and I do want to address that uh, in a little bit um, because that should be, you know, an interesting thing to look at. Um, But obviously there's another season to go. Right. Um, But, you know, since transferring to UW, I mean, do you have any reflection on your time here, uh, you know, coming up, to Washington where as just like today our weather is lovely um I mean are you able to just reflect on your time at UW you know prior to the season because obviously again there's we've, we're in January right and there's still a good amount of still time, some time to go for things to happen um but how do you look at it your time so far how do you sort of look back um at live here as a husky I mean just with so much gratitude and so much love and like I mean, where I was at before in my career, before I got here and in my career and as a person, I was just very deeply unhappy. And like, there were a lot of ways in which I thought that, you know, soccer might be done for me. I might not be able to keep going. And I came to UW and got an invaluable opportunity to start fresh and I could never ever ever thank the people who brought me in the coaches the university my teammates enough for that because you know since coming in like just the opportunity in itself is amazing and then all of the things that they've done for me as people, the way that they've inspired me, the way that they've they've lifted me up when I've had hard times, um, the way that they've been there and helped me get to some of the most incredible moments of my life. And some of my favorite, um, you know, favorite memories that I'll cherish for forever, um, has just been so incredible. The whole, the whole experience has been amazing and speak to the Seattle weather. I absolutely am about it. I've always loved the rain. It's not an issue for me. Um, I went on a run in it this morning, not a big deal. <laughs> oh, is that why hair was wet? Huh? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's why hair is still a little bit wet. <laughs> um, in the rain, Jesus. All right. Buddy. Yeah. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. Um, I told you we're getting after it this off season. We're going for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, not, it's not an exaggeration when I say that I have had some of the best days and moments of my life thus far since becoming a Husky. And I, again, am just so grateful and it just, it, it makes me so happy that I ended up here and, you know, it was a convoluted kind of messed up road to make it happen and get here. But I'm so thankful that everything happened exactly the way it did, because I don't know if I would have ended up here otherwise. So uh, I know to take a step from that, uh, I know you called the uh, yourself and some of the other players who, perhaps, you know, graduate student players, you call it, I think it was grandmas was the word. Yes. Uh, so with that being said, obviously this is a, a season where you want to have success and obviously yes. get away from any sort of the majority of what took place last season. Right. 
But yes. with that also being said, you know, we talk about the recruiting class and that's going to be the next question. But uh, have you thought about the idea of or have you already been doing the uh, already been doing this, you know, mentoring the goalkeepers below you, you know, perhaps preparing them for when your time at UW is done? Because it's not like the pros where you could sign on a seven year contract and you're here, whatever. Forever. Yes. Um, you know, it's college things change. You got to move on eventually. Um, and that for you is after this season. So, you know, have, is that something you've already worked on, you know, speaking with the goalkeepers below you? Um, I know there's, I think, at least one in the upcoming class here. Uh, I mean, is that something that you think about, you know, because obviously you've got this, uh, again, I'm not trying to call you old here, buddy. Um, but, you know, you've got some knowledge that I'm sure people would consider valuable, right? Um, Definitely. So is that something you've already been doing or is it something you think about, you know, as you look at, Hey, there is an expiration date on my time here. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely do make an effort. I would like to think that the younger goalkeepers feel like I do. <laughs> um, I hope I guess they it's do, up to I them. <laughs> um, I mean, they affectionately call me mom because they are significantly younger than me um significant yeah those are my they're my little babies they're yeah this past so this past season it was two sophomores and a freshman and then me a red shirt senior and then this year it's going to be a a junior uh, or a red shirt sophomore a red shirt freshman and a true freshman and then me a covid red shirt senior um so yeah i'm four years older i think than the next oldest goalkeeper in the group um so yes I do have a little more life and soccer experience under my belt than than they do but I definitely that's something that I think about very frequently and um you know I mean selfishly it's very easy to be like well I want to be the best I'm just gonna I'm gonna just stay in my own lane and I'm not gonna help people and whatever but the reality is that like yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be here forever. And like, thank God, like, I love it here. You heard me say that, but like, I've been playing college soccer for too long already. Like, it's going to be time for me to move on here in not that long. And I want nothing but the best things for the program going forward. And I want to be a crazy alumni cheering from the tent when they're winning. And I think that a huge part of that is imparting whatever knowledge I can onto the younger goalkeepers. And I'm very, I would consider us a very tight knit group. We're all very close and we work really hard for each other and together and push each other in training. Um, and, you know, I try to give them feedback when I can, and they give me feedback when they can. And I, I appreciate that so much. I mean, um, yeah. So I think that that's definitely something that I'm conscious of. Um, for sure. And I mean, even just from the competitive aspect too, when you look at it that way, like I want all of them to be their best because if they're at their best, then they're pushing me to be at my best. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess that's where I stand on it, but yeah. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming when the new freshman, the true freshman comes in, I will transition from mom to grandma or maybe great grandma because there's three of them that are younger than me now. But, um, yeah, but I definitely, I feel, yeah, I definitely feel very strongly. And I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had any major serious injuries. Well, I broke my nose a couple of times, but I went back out and played. Um, 
<laughs> but um, anything that's caused me to get taken off the field in a game, again, knock on wood, but I, again, want the best for the team and I want the team to be successful above all else. And so it's only right that I try my best to make sure that the other goalkeepers are prepared if anything were to happen um, so that the team can succeed and the team can carry on without me. (laughs) So. Well, that is something, you know, you have to look at, I'm sure as not only in college, but also perhaps in the pros as well, you know, the legacy that you leave, the impact that you have on, you know, those in your position group, because I'm sure there's a lot that's maybe you might learn uh, from the younger ones. It's, it feels weird hearing you grandma whatever they keep me hit (laughs) okay all right uh you know you talk about the freshmen Uh, I finally want to ask you about you know your thoughts on the incoming class of you know 22 you know you features a number 13 recruit in the country by top door soccer can you just share your thoughts on you know that class I know that's been something you've touched on here and there you know talking about uh coach Van Dyke and you know, obviously welcoming uh, in, I guess, another goalkeeper into the uh, the family, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's always exciting to get new kids and new kids into the fold. I mean, and I say kids affectionately, but again, they're going to be five to six years younger than me some of the time. Um, so I think I get to call them kids. <laughs> um, no, it's it's always it's always really fun to bring new people into the team, um, you know, like some people get weird about it, but I just see it as such an opportunity. Like, I mean, all of the teammates that I know and love and like some of, some of the kids that I'm closest with on the team were new girls at one point too. So it's like, it's just another opportunity to find new amazing people to bring into the fold and to contribute to the team and our common goals. And, you know, um, so I think I'm always excited about that. And um, I think that it's, it's really promising for the future of the program, which is something that's very important to me and very important to some of the other older players. And something we've talked about a lot is, you know, leaving the program in a better place than we found it and continuing that ascent towards the ultimate goal of, you know, being a national powerhouse consistently and um, winning national titles, winning Pac-12 titles. Um, You know, ultimately it's at this point going to be about the future for the program and like one that we're not necessarily involved in um so I think that it's I think it's really exciting um that we have such a big young class coming in um and honestly too freshmen are energetic freshmen are a a lot of they can be a lot of fun especially you know on the bench they get riled up they're just happy to be there you know they're just so stoked that they're playing college soccer and I mean, I can say that because I was one. I was so stoked. I was so energetic on the bench. It was, you know, it's a fun time. Um, and I think that, that that dose of energy is going to be really helpful and really positive for the core group of old ladies that are coming back. Um, and yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be a shot of energy into the team. And again, competition is super healthy and super good in training in the training environment. Because, you know, all these kids, you know, as much as they're young, they're going to be hungry and they're going to want, they're going to want in and it's going to be a battle for every, every position on the field. And that's just ultimately going to make every individual better and the team better. Um, And yeah, so I'm just real excited about it. I think it's going to be great. You touch on a few key things there. I think, you know, you talk about 
uh, some of the younger players coming in and, you know, pushing and practice and just make, I, I think depth, you look at any championship team, depth is a huge Absolutely. factor. Um, and so whether it's, you know, the just pushing each other in practice or, you know, keeping, keeping you on your toes. So I think yeah, that's important, but also, you know, you talk about the future of the program. I think that goes back to, you know, that legacy that you leave, you know, it's, you have a chance here, obviously, again, looking for great success next season, but if you want to instill this idea of a powerhouse and continue to do that and just have it be a program that's recognized as that um, you have a chance to be a part of that, right. To sort of lay the foundation as a woman, you know, with this team and just instill that. So it just gets passed down, right. Whether it's work ethic or just holding the team to that standard, that's something you can be a part of, you know, and it's, you know, obviously not part of it in the player aspect of it, but I'm sure you can have an aspect. You can have an influence on that with uh, as an alumni or, you know, helping uh, pass on lessons to this, uh, this group of newcomers, or even, you know, some of the players who aren't necessarily newcomers and still have some time on this team. Right. Um, So just a a few quick things uh, as someone I know uh, who has ties to the league, uh, I want your thoughts on the NWSL expanding and what it might mean for not only the future of professional women's soccer as uh, professional women's soccer here in the U S um, as well as professional women's sports as a whole, because I feel like expansion, you know, and whether you look at it as WNBA or NWSL is, is good, right? You get more women in the league, more of a chance uh, for revenue growth, you know, perhaps new cities, well, new cities in LA and San Diego and NWSL, uh, but your thoughts on the expansion and what it might mean uh, for women's soccer and women's sports. Yeah, absolutely. I think the expansion is a very promising, good sign. Um and kind of a bright spot in a season that was a little bit tough and a little bit, you know, marked by some not great, not great things. Um, you know, the, the expansion is promising, especially when you're looking at teams like Angel City that are so um, heavily focused on being women driven and women led and women empowering. And um, yeah, I mean, again, expansion is great because you're getting more, more opportunities for players to ascend to that next level. Um, and I think expanding, you're expanding the fan base, you're expanding opportunities for people to go out and watch games and inspire that next generation of kids. And, um, I think that, yeah, all around, all around, it's really positive and I'm really excited and, you know, being a California kid, it's, it's cool that there's a couple of California teams out there now that, you know, in a year, a year from now, maybe I could end up at one of those. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it's really, really exciting. I did try to stick loyal to my team up here, but wherever you go, dude, gonna have to gonna have to think about it. I just don't like the. uh, I think I don't know if I've gripped to you about that. The old KC, it was before they were the current. This past year, where they had the like cherry red tops and the seafoam green. I don't get it. It, No, that was rough. See, thank you. That was rough. Thank you. I talked to JT Johnson on the team, and she's like, "Oh, I think they're no." I didn't like. I no. So anyway, uh, you had a, a teammate get drafted by the rain up yeah. here. And uh, it was really interesting because I remember at that WSU game, uh, I noticed somebody who had a, as somebody who was at every single home game for the rain this past season, somebody has a really distinct Nike puffer jacket, every single game, whether, unless it was warm, 
uh, and had it at the game and was uh, is watching the game. And so uh, when the rain had their press conference announcing that they were coming back to Seattle to come back to Lumen, I spoke with her. I said, hey, so you were at that UW game. Are you uh, looking at anybody in particular? And I had a few uh, people in mind and I didn't want to try and get any insider trading information, but um, obviously, uh, just a few days later, seeing Olivia get drafted. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, the situation for her, and uh, just any thoughts on just her as a teammate, her as a player, what she might be able to accomplish here, uh, joining, uh, you know, obviously the league, but a really talented group of midfielders, let alone the team itself? Absolutely. I mean, Olo is one of the hardest working players I've ever encountered in my life. Um, she's a ball magnet. Like she won every single 50, 50. I'm not, and that's not an exaggeration. Like I know people say, Oh, she did everything or da, 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 da. I don't recall a single 50, 50 ball in the air that Olo did not win this entire season. Um, she's just incredible. She's just, her positioning is insane. She works like crazy. She's running up and down the field constantly. She's incredible and just on top of that an incredible human being and I actually didn't know that she was declaring for the draft so I was at home watching it and I was you know I was doing my thing whatever I had just gotten in the car I was I had done like a Peloton workout at my grandparents house I was getting back in the car and I had it on my phone and I was sitting there in the driveway and all of a sudden they said and with the 33rd pick uh the rain select Olivia Vanderjagt and I was like what like freaked out and texted her immediately and I was like dude, congratulations. But like, what the hell? I had no idea. And, you know, she responded, she's like, Oh, thanks so much. Ha, ha. Like, you know, I didn't think I was going to get picked. Uh, da, 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 da. Like I declared really last minute. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> like, congratulations. Bye, I guess. But, right. Like, well, not necessarily. I mean, she'll be in the area. Right. Totally. And I mean, oh. she's a local kid, which I think is probably a big draw for them too. And, um, you know, they just, they honestly could not have picked a better player or person and like I I tweeted about it after it happened and I said something along the lines of you know like best pick of the draft like you can quote me on that because she really she is the most she was the most underrated player in the Pac-12 100% I think she is one of she deserves so much more credit than she ever got and I think you know that's kind of one of the one of the things about her position is she was kind of a silent workhorse where she didn't, she wasn't flashy. She wasn't scoring a ton of goals, anything like that, but she just constantly, she was the heartbeat of our team and um, just an absolute baller. And they, they nailed that one. They knocked it out of the park with that pick. So they're going to be, they're not, the rain are not going to be disappointed by having drafted Olivia Vandergaard. I can definitely say that. Yeah. And I mean, again, to go back to it, you know, to have players on that team to just work from, I mean, obviously if I look in the midfield you know, league MVP last year, and just Fishlock, I mean, that's wealth of knowledge. We talk about wealth yeah. of knowledge right there. So uh, that was certainly interesting because there was somebody else that I thought was going to be in this draft that was not. Um, so obviously it's interesting to hear that now that you had no idea. Right. I mean, so yeah. Is this something that is kind of like, I'm not sure if I want to do that. Like, if you're not sure who I'm talking about, I thought that Summer Yates was going to be in this draft. Um, Is that something that, I don't know if you can speak on her behalf. Is it something, hey, I don't know if I want to do that. I want to come back. Um, Yeah. 
I mean, just in, in the talks that I've had with Summer, <laughs> Summer, I love that woman. She's a woman of few words, um, huh. an, an absolute star, like an incredible player, but um, she is insanely bought into this program more so than almost anybody on the team. And that's saying something. And she absolutely could have gotten drafted, absolutely could have gone pro, no question. Um, you know, she was an All-American in the spring. Like, she's incredible and has every opportunity to go pro whenever she wants to. But she did not want to leave UW on the note that we finished on in the fall. And I think that that just speaks volumes to who she is and the kind of competitor that she is and the kind of person that she is and her character because she does things the right way 100% of the time. And she did not want to leave the program like that. And she, like, I think she too, and we all, we all kind of feel the same way where it's like, we know who's coming back. We know what we have in our arsenal. We know what we're capable of. And, you know, we have an opportunity this coming year to really do something special. And she absolutely wanted to be a part of that. So I don't, I don't know the inner workings of what her decision process, decision-making process was, but, um, you know, from what I've gathered, that's the gist. And I just, I mean, as if I didn't already have the utmost respect for her, um, that just really pushed over the edge. I was like, wow, dude, like you're amazing. But yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of the summer situation as I understand it. And, um, yeah, so you'll see, you will see summer Yates back in a UW uniform in fall of 2022. So look forward to it. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, you know, as somebody who's got incredible talent uh to hear that i mean it just doubles down i mean you know me i i love to go out all to the u-dub stuff and i've been a u-dub guy since as far as i can remember despite my parents not going you know having a heavy heavy interest in it uh so to hear that hey man even more of a fan for that um and that'll be even more exciting to hear that you know and like you talk about like we go back to it with talking about wanting to make this program a powerhouse it's gonna take we've already said shit so I'm just going to do it again. Okay, it's going to yep. take shit like that, again, to leave that legacy, to instill that in these women and to have them instill it in future generations and keep it going. So I think that's a good start. Obviously, starts are one thing in sports. You know, things can change, but I have faith in that. I think that's a good, I think that's a good place to begin. Um, with that being said, uh, do you have any uh, lasting thoughts, whether it be on the season? Um on what you're looking forward to um, or maybe even if you cared at all that the rain are coming back to Seattle. I mean, anything that you'd want to leave on. I, on, on the note of the rain, I'm so excited that they're coming back to Seattle. I think it's a great move. I think it's a great move for the league. I think it's a great move for the team. Um, You know, there's such a huge soccer fan base here already that I think it just makes so much sense and they deserve to be playing in that beautiful stadium and, um yeah and that means I can go watch Olo a lot easier so I'm excited about it um Olo and yeah a couple other a couple other friends too but um yeah I am very excited about that and as far as parting words or lasting thoughts um you know it's off season it's time to grind it's time to get after it and use 
this fall as motivation, you know, when things get tough, when it's rainy and dark out and it's early and you got to go to fitness and it's going to suck, but, um, you got to get through it. And I think that we're going to come back stronger than ever. And, um, we're going to, we're all very committed at this point in time to like, we're talking about leaving the program in a better place than we found it and establishing a precedent and a legacy that is one of excellence and a standard that is going to carry into the future generations of the program. Um, we're all very bought into that, that principle and that idea. And I think that everybody better watch out because UW's coming. I'm a betting man. I, well, I already believe in my Huskies and my friend live here, but I mean, that didn't change any, any for the worse here. I, you know, so it'll be exciting to look at that. Uh, and also obviously uh, for one, if you've got time uh, and two after next season, you know, depending on what happens with however you decide to venture into soccer or whatever route you decide after this season, would love to follow up again. So uh, with that being said, uh, Liv Sakani, um, I hope that I know that, coach van dyke listened to the last one i hope that yes. maybe we don't get any flack for using bad words using bad words but uh, i think she's probably heard them before <laughs> used them maybe as a coach me no she's she's good about that but oh. well yeah she's mostly good about that <laughs> with that being she'll said she'll give me she'll give me shit for saying that oh, but uh, uh. oh well this has been uh 2021 season review uh live Sakani. So until that until uh I guess we get soccer season. Uh expect you to work in the dark because we won't see any of it and we'll uh we'll yep. see how it goes on the field. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Oh. Baba Bowie.